Today's daf is daf Lamed Zayin. We'll begin at the Mishnah towards the top of Lamed Zayin Amad Aleph. Zog Deilega Mishnah. If there is an ox that is muad, it's gored multiple times to, in its own species. Either it's an ox gored other oxen. We're going to learn it like the Girsah of our Mishnah. We're going to see in the Gemara there's actually two different Girsahs. So, but it has not shown to be a muad concerning uh, something that's not from its species. So, i.e., when it faced oxen, it gored oxen three times. When it faced horses, it did not gore the horses. Right? Or, let's say the ox has gored a person multiple times, but but has not gored animals. Means when it's faced with animals, it does not gore them, just gores at people. Or, Rashi learns here means in terms of calves and, 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 and cows, small animals and large animals. So therefore, it's been muad for ketanim for small animals, but but it is not, it, when it's facing large animals, it doesn't gore the large animals. So, as Shahu Muad like, we have interesting, it's like a split personality. What, where it's been shown to be a Muad, so then, Mishalom Nezek Shalom, that you have to pay Nezek Shalom, full damages. But where, when faced with a situation, it has not gored uh, those, uh, either in the first case, that are outside of its species, in the second case, that has not gored other animals, or in the third case, it's not gored larger animals, so then it's still considered to be a Tom, and therefore it's Mishalom Chatzin Nezek. So the same animal can be both Muad and Tom, depending on what it's facing. Amrul Ifneir of Yehuda, the Talmidim came before Yehuda and they asked him, What have you faced with a situation when an animal is gored multiple times? Dafka on Shabbos, but again, the way we're explaining it, but during the week, faced with goring situations, did not gore. So Amar Lahem, again, same as we had before, concerning Shabbos, therefore, gores is an, uh, continues goring on Shabbos, it pays full damages because it's a muad. But Limos Achol, goring during the week, if it does gore during the week, since it has not been established a muad during the week, therefore, it'll be Masham Chatzin Nezek. Now, according to Yehuda says, then how does the animal uh, who was a muad return back to being a tam, specifically in the case of the Shabbos and the weekdays, if it goes through again three Shabbosos where it's faced with goring opportunities and does not, that reverts from the status of being of muad to becoming once again a status of tam. Now, the Gemara brings down, the way I explained the Mishnah was Davka the way Rabbi Zvid understood it. And, but we're going to see that there's clearly two different, and they have different, completely different opposite outcomes. Say, Itmar was stated, usually introduces Machlokas Amoroyim. What's, the, what's the, the, the ruling over here? So, so uh, what, 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 what's the Machlokas? So, like this, is that Rabbi Zvid Amar ve'ena muatnan. That the way to learn the Mishnah is the way we learned it. It's a case. It's not t- teaching us a principle, but it's teaching us a case. You happen to have a circumstance where the animal was muad leminoi. It scored an ox three times. An ox scored another ox three times. Uh, other oxen. However, but ain't a muad, ve ain't a muad. But facing, let's say, horses or donkeys or camels or mules, it did not gore three times. So therefore, this specific scenario, that's what we're ruling on in the Mishnah. Rav Papa says, that's not the pshat. The right gears in the Mishnah is, 
It's telling us a principle. This is a this is the 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 uh, the psych, psychoanalyzing animals, and basically, it's saying is that if an animal is been uh, shown to be a muad for oxen. It does not mean that it's moored for other species. If it's shown to be a moored for people, it does not mean that it's moored for animals. Shown to be a moored for ktanim, it does not mean that it's a moored for means That is the status quo. That is the rule. That's the principle. It doesn't have to show that it went through a scenario faced with the other options. That's the automatic assumption that it's predisposed, predisposed for one min doesn't mean that it's predisposed automatically for the other minim as well. And so the Gemara says, what's the, the, the it speaks out that according to Rav's Vida, Amar ve'enot muatnan hastama means in a, that the basic pre- principle that you're starting with is have muat. That if an animal is shown that it goes crazy with oxen, the understanding is that this animal is muat for other species as well. And it's only in the case in the Mishnah where it showed that it wasn't muat for the other species. So that's the novelty. That's the chiddush. Even though it's been muat, and usually muat for one species is muat for all the species. But nevertheless, if it's shown that it's not, it only showed that it's moored for oxen, but not other species, it means it, it, then we can establish it to being Tom, even though that is not the baseline, that's not the norm. We're up, up, Amar, since you learn that that is telling you that is the baseline, the stamalo, have that mistama, you assume that moored for uh, behema, one type of species is, autom- is, is, is not automatically a moored for the others. We don't assume that unless we actually see that in action, we will not make that assumption. Same with moored for a person is not moored for a- animals. Moored for ktanim is not moored for gdailim. So it comes out that they're, they're arguing basically in the psychoanalysis of animals, meaning that in all the three cases, if it's moored for one, what would the natural assumption without a case scenario changing, without a deviation of the standard, what would be the standard that you hold? That's the machlokasi between Rav Zvid and Rav Papa, and it's totally in whether the girsa is, uh, whether you have that vav, like we have in our Mishnah, that says uh, that muad lebehema ve'ena muad. Ve'ena means, and it, there was a situation, and we saw that it wasn't muad le'ena mino, whereas as according to Rapapa, Muad Lebehema is automatically Aina Muad for Adam for Ainamino, because that is the standard according to Rapapa. So now the Gemara says why each one felt that his way of learning the Mishnah is the correct way. So it seems to be there were two versions, and the question is which is the correct one, which is what they're discussing here. So Rabzvid Daikni Sefer, Rabzvid inferred from the Sefer. He says the reading of the Sefer infers and uh, lends itself to understanding the Mishnah the way he understood it. Right? We have like six cases in the Mishnah. The first three is called the Reisha. The last three, I believe, is called the Sefer. And Rav Papa Daik Mi Reisha, he learned from cases in the first part of the Mishnah. So Rav Zvi Daik Mi Sefer, he learned from the Sefer. Diktanim. What do we say in the Sefer? Muad Liktanim Ve'ena Muad Likdoilim. In the latter cases, we had Muad Liktanim Ve'ena Muad Likdoilim. I, I take that back. There's, there's three cases. This is the last of the three cases in the Mishnah. That's why it's called the, the Sefer. So there's three cases in the Mishnah. The last of it is called the, the, the Sefer. So what does it say over there? That Muad Lekdoilim is... Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Muad Lekdoilim is... is uh, 
considered to be is if it's mud lektanim ve'ena mud lekdoylim. So now, what is the the situation? Now we know that if you have multiple cases of the Mishnah, there's no need to create redundancies. So therefore, each case must be bringing information, a novelty that he's not learned from earlier cases. So now, like this, logic would dictate that if you see an animal go after specifically smaller animals goes after smaller animals, you could argue that, you know what, he, this animal is a bully. It's more interested in beating up on the little animals. It's afraid to start up with the big animals. That could be the natural assumption. So on that, with the, the way Rabbi Zvid learns, the Mishnah is telling you, don't make that assumption. It's dafka if the case presented itself, that it was muadlaktanim, and when it was faced with the gedolim, it did not go after the gedolim. Only then do we say that it's tam for gedolim and it's muad for ktamim. But if you did not see it face gedolim, you can't assume automatically, well, since it only went after ktanim, it's not going to go after gedolim. You can't assume that muadlaktanim is considered muadlaktanim unless, as the case of the Mishnah, according to what Zvid is talking about, where there was a case where it did not go after the gedolim three times and went after the ktanim, then you can say it's tam gedolim. Now, that's already a novelty because you could say like this. We say, yeah, the fact that it's moored for one species, it's not moored for, uh, uh, and it showed that it's not moored for a, another species, but otherwise it would be considered moored for another species. You could say, okay, fine. Animal goes wild against other animals. It's considered moored. Moored against animals is moored against all types of animals. That you could understand. That's considered a baseline. But you could argue, even so, there is a svar to be mechalic that moored lektanim is not considered to be moored lektanim. The answer is that it is considered moored lektanim unless it shows that it was tam lektanim. But otherwise, Otherwise, it's considered to be more than done. So we understand, according to Rab Zvid, what the novelty of that uh, third case of Ktanim and Gdolim is. Let's read it inside. So when it says like this, and when it says uh, like, like this, so Rab Zvid diagnosed now this the novelty makes sense that because uh, and you have the gears of it means it's a specific case but without that scenario being there where it was faced with gdolim we would have assumed that muadlaktanim is considered muadlaktanim unless it showed that it was a tam lakdolim so hakamash one that's exactly what the novelty is that even though it only, if it showed it was three times it gored small animals I don't know what it does with all, uh, large animals you could argue that maybe it's not considered muadlaktanim large animals kamash malan it is the only way it's considered tam large animals if it faced large animals and did not gore them. Mestama have a muad. That works according to Rab Zvid. Papa's way of learning that it's setting forth, that's the basic principle, that taka muad lektanim is not muad lektanim, that you don't assume it. That muad lektanim, the fact that it went after small animals, you can't assume there'd be muad for large animals. Unless you see it going after large animals, you have to assume that it's a tam for large animals. So stama lo have muad. Now the Gemara has a question. Now, if that's what the principle is coming to teach me, so why do I need to have that principle? The Gemara is going to say, we already have in an earlier case in the Mishnah, that it says that the first case, actually, it was Muad, the Reisha, the first case, it was Muad for oxen. The way Rabbi Zvid learned it, it's not considered to be Muad for horses. Different species not considered Muad, which would mean that even the way the Gemara brings out the question stronger, that let's say it was, it was seen goring a small ox, a calf, 
Okay? A muad for a calf is not considered to be a muad for a foal, for a baby horse, even though they're both small, because you're saying from one species to another is not considered to be a muad, even they are of the same, of the same uh, the size. All right? So now, even though the same size, but different species not considered to be a muad. So therefore now, what would, it, what would you think? Therefore, what about in the same species, small and large? Means if different species, but they're both considered small, right? We make a distinction between that it's mood for one, but it's tom for the other. So then in the same species, right? Even though it's the same species, but one's small, one's large. Okay, according to Rav Zvita Pasha, the Svara should be that it's only moored for the small ones, it's not moored for the large ones. If the only moored for oxen is not moored for horses, you're willing to make that distinction, then you should say that only moored for small animals is not moored for large animals. And if that's a Svara that you would say a basic Svara according to Rav Papa, so why do you have to record that case? What's the novelty of that case? So therefore, let's see it inside. Hashta Yesh Lomar now, the way Rav Papa is learning the Mishnah, Miktanim Lektanim Alma, from one small animal, to another small animal of different species, from one species to another, even small animals of one species, the mission is not mechalic, right? So therefore, it's not considered a muad because it's considered to be a different species. So different species is enough to make a distinction only for this and not for that. So it's, it's, it's muad for this, but it's tam for that. So So therefore, small to large, even the same species, it's a, more of a svara to say only for small and not for large. So then, what's the purpose? What's the need to require? It would seem to redundant to have muad. So therefore, that is what Rav Zvid says, therefore, the way I'm learning, there's a novelty in the case from Ktanim to Gdolim that don't make that svara to be mechalak. That's exactly what the novelty is. But according to Rav Papa, where that svara exists, and we are going to make that svara, so therefore there's no need, because that svara we understand ourselves. If different species, one's tam and one's muad, so therefore one small and one large, for sure one should be tam and should be muad. So what's the purpose of recording that case? So Rav Papa, what's his rebuttal? How's he going to respond why it's not a good proof against him? Amar he says, it's necessary to have that third case. Why? Because there is a svara to say like this. Even though from one species to another species, we can make a distinction that it's time for one, it's moored for one, but it's time for the other. You might think once an animal has already shown that it goes crazy within a species, that this animal attacks cows or this animal attacks uh, oxen. So you might think once it's shown a proclivity to attack within one species, so therefore it goes crazy for everything within that species. Even whether it's small, whether it's large, you could say, therefore, there should be no distinction between small and large within one species. Kamash Malan, no. Even though it's within one species, there's still a distinction between small and large. So that is a, a, a rebuttal to the proof of Rav Zvid. Rav Zvid was saying is we make a distinction between two different species, even though they might be the same size, so therefore, sure, you should make a distinction even though it's in one species, but it's different sizes. His rebuttal is that if it's in one, one species, the argument could have mean it has something against everything in that species, small or large, Kamash Malan, we don't say that, and there is a distinction between small and large. So it's Sakadai Techamina says Rapapa, I would have argued the following is that since it's shown that it breaks forth, it goes against the norms, and it's uh, and it's shown a, a predisposition, a proclivity to attacking a certain species. So Parad's Bay, maybe it's considered to be having broken th- for the norms, whether it's the 
the, the younger of that species or the older, the larger animals of that species. Kamash Malanda, That's what the Mishnah is telling with the third case, that we don't say such a Svara, and there is a distinction, even in the same species, if it's between small and large. So that is how Rav Zvid was Medayak and how Rav Papa responded. Now let's go the other way. <coughs> Rapapa Dayak Miresha. Rapapa made a deal the, from, the, from the first part, from the first case. Actually, it wasn't the first case, it was the second case. The second case is called Resha. It's in the sec, first, second, it's called the Resha. The third is called the Resha. What's the, what's the Resha case? It says in the Mishnah that if it's Mu'ad Adam, it's not considered to be Mu'ad Behem. The animals show that it gores people. It's not Mu'ad for goring animals. Now, Says Rav Papa, I amart bishloma. If you learn the Mishnah either way, I learn it that it's telling you this is the natural predisposition, this is the standard, this is the rule that because an animal is shown to be moored for Adam, now remember, to be moored on Adam is a lot more difficult than to be moored on a behemoth. An Adam is a moving target. The difference between animals and people, they have seichel. Animals get out of the way. People won't, uh, I'm sorry, people get out of the way. Animals will not get out of the way. So people have seichel, animals don't. And if this animal, this ox is shown, it's able, and it's able and willing to gore people, so then you would say, Kalva Homer, it should be do- goring animals. So that's good for the no- novelties. We do not make such a Kalva Homer. We say that no, because even, even though it's Muad Adam, it's not Muad Behema. It means the principle is it's not Muad Behema. And that's the standard, that's the norm. Muad Adam is not considered to be Muad Behema. So now I understand there is a novelty there. The novelty is telling me is that even though you already learned Muad from one species, according to where Papa learned, he's not considered to be Muad for a different species, right? That's Muad for cows, it's not considered to be Muad for oxen. But what about if it's Muad Adam? Muad Adam, it's shown its ability and its, and, and its, its ability to go after someone that moves out of the way. So for sure, Kalvachomer should be moored for Behemoth. No, that's there, that already, according to Rav Papa, is the step up. That's the novelty that why we need the second case, even though we had the first. So therefore, like this. So, So, if you learn the way I'm learning, that that's the principle being set that Adam is not Muad Behemoth. So, the novelty is being taught that even though, so animal to animal, the fact that it's not considered to be Muad, I understand. You could say, yes, well, this it's got something for this, uh, uh, it goes crazy for this species, but it doesn't go crazy for that species. I'm sorry, according to Rav, according to, uh, Rav, according to Rav Papa, he learned that if it's moored for one species, it's tam for the other one. So you could say that's true by animals, moored for one is considered tam for the other, but if it's shown that it's moored for, for people, so it's able to, it actually, it goes great, and it's able to it, uh, target people that move out of the way. So you would have said, Kalva Chomer, it be Muad for animals. So Kamash Malan, Ta'afilu Me'adam Le'behem Anami, Stamilav Muad. That even by the fact that it's Muad by people does not make it automatically Muad by animals, and it's considered to be a Tam by animal. That's, if you learn my way, then there's a step up of novelty from animals to animals, from animals to people. Okay, the principle is, it's still, it's Tam, uh, cows to horses, it's uh, t- Muad by the cows, it's Tam by the horses, people to animals, 
even though it's moored by the people, it's still considered tam by the animals. That's the step up, that's the novelty. But if you learn like Rav Zvid, that the right gear says which means it would be telling me like this. According to the way that Rav Zvid had to learn it, it was that means normally moored for one is considered to be moored for the other. Normally. Unless it's shown that it is, doesn't have that predisposition. It was moored for cows, and three times was faced for horses, it did not gore. That's how you learned the Mishnah. So moored behema is not moored uh, for behema species A, is not moored for behema B if it showed it. Otherwise, it would be considered. So the norm is that once it's predisposed for one type of animal, it's already predisposed for the other type of animal. So now the question is, so what are you adding by moored the Adam is moored le behema? The Chorah, according to him, it is a Kalva The Kalva does exist because it's moored Adam, it's automatically moored le behema as well. So therefore, yeah, there you have the Kavachor. I don't need to record that case. Only where it shows that it's not Mu'ad Lebehema do you say it's not Mu'ad Lebehema. Otherwise, the Kavachomer tells you it is. And there there's a Kavachomer. So with a Kavachomer, for sure, Mu'ad for Adam is Mu'ad Lebehema. If Mu'ad for one species is Mu'ad for the other, Mu'ad Adam for sure is Mu'ad Lebehema. So why did it have to record the case according to the way Rabbi Zvid learns? So has Stam have Mu'ad. So he learned that Stam, Mu'ad for uh, 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 people, is Mu'ad for animals. Has the Yesh Lomer. So now, if you, if, for based on the first ruling of the Mishnah, from one species to another species, more from one species is considered more to the other. So stama have a So me adam the behema tzrichal the you have a kavachomer telling you it's going to be a muad. So what do you have to record that case? So that's why Rav Papa felt the right gersa is a muad. It's a principle, and it's not telling you a case because it's telling you the cases. So therefore, if I know that rule from the first case, I would not have to record that rule from the second case because it comes out that the stam is it is considered muad by both. It's considered muad by both for sure it should be moored by both from Bahamo to Adam. So therefore, how is Rav Zvid going to offer the rebuttal? So the one says like this, Rav Zvid Amar Loch, what Rav Zvid tells you is that the, uh, the case, means Rav Zvid agrees with what Rav Papa's logic would be, is that Lechora, you don't need to have a, uh, a, 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 you don't need to have the case that if it was moored for uh, Adam, and it was, and in front of, in front of animals, it was not muad, that you say that it's tam for the animals, and it's muad for the people. But stam would be considered muad for both. You don't really need to have that case, because that could have been derived from the opening case of muad from one species. When it shows that it's not muad for another, then it's tam. But if it doesn't show it would be muad for both, then you don't need to tell me the exact same thing by by Adam to Behemoth, because there you actually would have a Kalva Homer supporting that it should be muad by both. You don't need that. So then what is this, that second case coming to teach me? He said, that second case is teaching me a different halacha. What halacha is that second case teaching me? It's teaching me the following situation. That it started off, the baseline was that you have an animal that gored both. It was considered to be moored by both. All right? And what happened was is that it reverted. Remember, they could revert. There is a way to revert its status. How do you revert its status? Faced with the same situation and you didn't gore. But what happened over here, it reverted its status only for animals, but it did not revert its status concerning people. All right? Now, the question is, what is going to be the rule under such a circumstance? 
means, let's, let's speak out the scenario. It had been moored for both, and therefore it was full damages, whether it scores people, whether it scores animals. Then it was in front of animals, and it reverted three times, and it did not gore. So now you could say is, okay, fine. But it went ahead and gored a person. So do we say, well, since it reverted legabe animals, the animals chatsi nezek, and reverted and, and legabe people, it would still remain nezek shalom. Or you could say is, listen, the fact is, initially this animal showed us crazy around both people and animal. Now, it went three times without goring an animal. Do we say that's a fluke? Or do we say, no, it's shown that it's changed its personality. It's now no longer moored for animals, but it could still be moored for people. But, or do we say that since it's shown it's still moored for people, it shows the first three times was a, the, 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 the three reversions were not real reversions. It's a fluke. And if it still remains moored for people, it should still remain Kavach It should still remain moored for animals. Or do we allow the revision to be a valid revision? That's what the Mishnah, that's the novelty, because now it comes a big Kiddush, that therefore it will still be moored legabe people, but it will be tam legabe animals. Even though Svara should be, if it's moored like people, then it should be moored for animals. Kamash Malan, no, that you can have revision legabe animals, and even though it's not reverted legabe Odom, you could have that scenario. So therefore that case of Odom Behem, it's not about the regular case like we thought, because there was no need to write it. That would be partial if it's moored like automatically it's moored lebehema. The case was, it was moored for both, but it reverted legabe animals, and we consider that a good revision, even though it's not reverted legabe people, and even though there's a kavachomer, there's a people that's moored, so it should be moored for animals, we allow that revision to stand. That is the way Rav Zid learns it. He says like this, Kegain, to have a moored laadam lebehema, right, vahadar behemi behema, and then it retracted, when three times in front of animals did not gore them. The kai gabe behema tlosa zimni, stood in front of animals three times, vilonaga, did not gore. So maud is saying, came into lahadar behema adam, since it has not retracted, because it still went and gored a person after it retracted with animals, it gored another person. Person, so therefore, and that person is going to be Nezek Shalem, so Chazara the Behem Alav Chazara, maybe it's not a real, maybe it's a fluke, it's not a real Chazara, Lagabe the animals too. Kamash Malan, the town of the Mishnah is teaching me the Chazara the Behem, Mia Chazara He, that you can have that it's, it's Tom Lagabe animals, even though it remains Muad by people. And even though there's a Kavachomer, we don't apply the Kavachomer. That is the way to understand the Chiddush of the Mishnah according to Rabzvin. So each one had a uh, emphasis of a certain part of the Mishnah that wanted to support itself and, 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 and each opinion was able to rebuff that way of learning. Now the Gemara is going to ask Akasha on Rabzvin. Right. Now the way the Gemara is going to say is going to bring a uh, Brysa, which expands in our Mishnah, and the Brysa seems to be responding to the Tan of our Mishnah, brings down the sheet of Sumchus. Now, from what Sumchus' position is arguing with the Tanakama, we can form what the position of the Tanak, of the Tana of our Mishnah was. Mesive. The Mora brings the following challenge. Sumchus Aimra. What is Sumchus' position? This is a, uh, dissenting opinion of our, from our Mishnah. Mudla Adam, is considered to be mu'ad lebehema kalvachomer. He does make a kalvachomer. If you see that an animal gores people, kalvachomer, that it's going to be able to go, it will be goring animals as well. If it goes after moving targets and, 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 and people that get out of the way, for sure about an animal that doesn't get out of the way, it's going to be mu'ad as well. Now, uh, 
So therefore, again, because it says, Adam Now, if that's Sumcher's opinion, what does that imply? We can infer that what is implied by Sumchus is the Tanakama, Tanakama holds, you don't make the Kalvachom. It means the natural basis, the standard baseline is that if it's Mu'ad Adam. That if it's moored la adam, Tanakama holds, it's not moored. It remains moored by both. Moored la adam automatically is moored by both. Now, that way of thinking that it is a standard that way, that was Rapapa's understanding. Rav's vid held, no, the standard was, uh, uh, I'm sorry, what, I'm sorry, the, the, the stand, the basic standard, whether if, if Simchus makes the Kalva Chomer, that moored la adam is considered moored la behema, that means that Tanakama holds moored la adam, the basis, is not moored la adam behema, it's tam la behema, right? You don't assume that it's considered to be muad uh, f- because it's muad for one that automatically it's muad. That's the way Rav Papa understood. That's the ruling of Mishnah. Muad Adam is not muad lebehema. But according to Rav Zvid's understanding, he understood that the baseline that if it's muad for one is muad for the other, which means he does hold of the kalvachomer. So if he holds of that kalvachomer, then Sumchus is not disagreeing with him. Sumchus says you make the kalvachomer, and the Tanakama according to Rav Zvid also holds you make kalvachomer. There's no machlokus. So the fact that we see that Sumchus is a dissenting opinion of the Tamakama of the Tanakama means the Tamakama holds you don't make the Kalvachomer supports Rav Papa and does not support Rav Zvid. That is the Gemara's question. So Gemara says like this. Which means it's enamud, which you don't make the kalvachomer. That is a difficulty on the position of Ravzvid. So Amalak Ravzvid, the way Ravzvid will defend himself, how, what will he say? He says as follows. Again, the way he understood is the case of Adam and Behemoth. He's not talking about the standard case. He's not talking about the case where the animal gored uh, both and uh, uh, gored uh, Adam and then faced with Behemoth did not gore the Behemoth. We said that's not, there's no need to say that. That obviously in that case it's Murdla Adam and it's not Murdla Behemoth, but the standard is Murdla Adam would be Murdla Behemoth based on the Kavachomer. He agrees that there's no need to write, record that case and he agrees with Sumchus in that case. Mustam Murdla Adam is Murdla Behemoth Kavachomer. But what is the argument? He learned that the case in the, uh, the Mishnah, that case was talking about the case of Chazara. Remember, the animal started of being moored Adam and being moored Behema. And then, faced with a Behema, it retra- three times it retracted and did not gore the three times by Behema. So the Tanakama held that the, the novelty of the Mishnah was, even though it showed that it's still willing to go after an Adam, the fact that it goes after an Adam, it's still considered to be a retraction of the God of the Behema. Even though there's a Swara to say the Kaaba Chomer. If it's still moored the God of Adam, then it should be moored the God of Behema. Too. And that's where the point of, dis- of, the, of disagreement between Sumchus and, 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 and the Tanakama is. Sumchus holds that no, that you do make such a Kavachomer. If it retracted only Lagabe Behema and not Lagabe Adam, we say that retraction is a fluke. And therefore, it's, if Gore's an Adam, it's, it's Nezek Shalem. If Gore's a Behema, it'll be Nezek Shalem too. I went three times without Goring, fluke. Because what's the proof? Because it never retracted Lagabe Adam. Because you started off, it was Murdle everything. It's Murdle everything. So in such a case, retracting from one is, according to Sumchus, retracting from Adam will not be, I'm sorry, retracting from Behemoth will not be a uh, retraction if it still continues to be more. That's what Sumchus holds, because there you make the Kavachom in the case of retraction. On that, uh, the Tanakham is disagreeing, even though normally I agree, Murdla Adam is Murdla Behemoth, and you do make the Kavachomer. When it comes to retraction already, it's shown that it's willing to not gore Behemoth. We don't say that, well, still goring Adam 
Adam so Kavachorma Behem as it showed a retraction, and I'm allowed, and I, I, there I don't make the Kavachorma. In that particular case, I don't make the Kavachorma, but regularly, I agree with Simchus, you would make the Kavachorma. That's the one it says. Amalach Simchus, Amalach Rabzvid. Simchus Achazarakai. Simchus is not talking about the regular case. He's talking about a case where the, the animal reverted to its Tam Tam status, where it had been moved for both. What he's saying to Tanakama is, you understood the way we understood the Mishnah Kuntrabzvid is that if it retracted uh, for the behemoth, it's considered to be a retraction, even though Legabe Adam it's not. I hold Chazor the Behemah Lav Chazorahi, right? Because it's Mikalva Chomera from Adam. If it's still a Mood Legabe Adam, Ma Adam, Lo Mahada Behemah, it hasn't retracted from Adam, right? Where it's more difficult to be a Muad. So I mean, Behemah Lo again, for sure it's going to be a Muad. I retracted. That's a, that's a, that's a fluke. That wasn't the norm. Okay. The Gemara now is going to bring a number of opinions that actually want to show that the right reading of the Mishnah is going like Rav Zvid. I'm a Rav Ashi. Toshima, come and listen. We have at the end of the Mishnah, we have a discussion between Rav Yehuda and his Tal- Talmidim. What was the discussion there? Amru Lefnei Rav Yehuda. They said before Rav Yehuda, Hareze muad l'shabosos, ve'eno muad l'imosachol. Right? It's mood for Shabbos, it's not mood during the week. And Amr Allahim, and he answered, Shabbos, Mishalem, Dezek Shalem, Lemozachol, Mishalem, Chatsi, Nezek. It could be, it's mood for Shabbos, and it's Nezek Shalem, and it's time during the week, it's Chatsi, Nezek. Now, according to the way Rab Zvid was learning all the cases of the Mishnah, that it's with the Vav, which means it's setting up scenarios, it's cases, and it said, what is the law in this case? And then it tells you, Nezek Shalom in this case, Chatzin Nezek in this case. The dialogue and the interaction, the shock of the tie between Rabbi Yehuda and his Talmidim makes sense. Because, right, so therefore, E. Amar Bishloma, it makes sense if you say, that it's really setting up cases, not the natural standard. Shiulu de Kamashayla, basically. They were asking him, they were asking him, this is the case. Rabbi, we just had a case. The animal was Muad, it gored three times on Shabbos. Faced with other animals during the week, it did not gore. What do you do, right? And he answers them, well, if it on Shabbos it gored three times, and during the week it didn't, so therefore, so then he's answering them, Shabbos is Nezek Shalem, during the week it's Chatsi Nezek, right? But if the Girsa is like Rav Papa, means it's setting forth the principle. So basically, they, they set forth the principle. They're teaching the Rebbe. They're coming to him and saying is that Mu'ad on Shabbos is or not, the principle is that it's Mur and Shabbos, it's not considered to be Mur during the week. It means according to Rav Zvid, Mur and Shabbos, the standard would be, is Mur during the week. Unless it's shown that Mur and Shabbos is, 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 is Tom during the week. Unless it's, uh, I'm sorry, again. According to Rav Zvid, Mur and Shabbos would be considered Mur during the week unless it shows that it's Tom. And that was the case that was asked according to Rav Zvid's way of learning. But according to Rav Papa, it's the principle that we know automatically without showing anything during the week. If it's Mood on Shabbos, we assume that it's Tom during the week. It doesn't have to show anything. The bottom line is Mood on Shabbos is not Mood during the week, it's Tom. So therefore, they're telling the Rebbe the principle then. They're not asking about a case that happened. It's a principle. So therefore, like this. So therefore... So, uh, um, so the one wants to know, So Akmuru who come Are they trying to teach the Rebbe, the Talmudim, as chutzpah? They're teaching the Rebbe the principle. Vesu and furthermore, lechorev, they're teaching the principle, and they're saying it's mud on Shabbos is automatically tam during the week. We don't assume it's mud during the week. Therefore, say you Michael they're teaching him that principle, and then what's he responding? 
They've already said, they're saying it's mood on Shabbos, it's time during the week. So what's he responding? Oh, it's mood on Shabbos, it's Nezik Shabbos. Right? They weren't asking a case question, they were setting forth a principle. So why is he responding? Right? And I'm Rabbi Yana, and Rabbi Yana also said, there's another reason why it supports Rabzvid. So may Reisha and Amideka bring a raya from the Reisha. Right? What does it say in the Reisha? Tani, gave three cases. Uh, animals of different species, uh, Adam and, 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 and Behemoth, Ketanim and Gdolim. Now, the way Rav Zvid learned it, it's very good, because there were three cases. Three cases, each one having its own novelty, and the Gemara concludes that the ruling on those three cases is it's Nezek Shalem. Uh, for the ones that it, where it showed to be a muad and it's chatzin nezek where it showed to be a tam, those are three cases, and this is the, and the ruling. But according to Rav Papa, that it's setting forth three pin- principles. It's it. This is, this is the reality. Muad for behema uh, species A is tam for species B. Muad for adam is tam for behema. Muad for ketanim is. Tom for Gedolim. That's the principle. So then what is it ruling at the end? Then it says, and it's Nezek Shalem for the Muad, and it's Chatzin Nezek. I need to know that. What, I, we've had 35 daf, 36 daf of, of, of a comment. I don't know that it's Nezek Shalem on Muad and Chatzin Nezek. Why do you have to tell me that automatically? If it's a principle, it's Muad on one, it's Tom on the other. I know it's Nezek Shalem, Chatzin Nezek. What do you have to rule on that? There's no need to tell me that's the ruling. So what's Amrav Yanim, Reish Nami, Deka, Tektani, Eshem Muad, after three cases, it says that's the ruling. If you learn like Rabzvid, it's explaining this is the ruling on the three cases that you brought down because the cases didn't give the ruling. The cases just said these are the cases. This is what happened. It's reality. This is what happened. It was moored for Behema A, but not for B. It was moored for Adam, but not for Behema. It was moored for Ktani, but not for Gdolim. On that, it rules, but it's explaining this is the ruling. It's Nezek Shalom, Chatzi Nezek. It's Nezek Shalom for the Muad, Chatzi Nezek for the Tom. Because, and we, we accept that split personality. But if the, if the ruling is Enamud, means it's the principle. These are self, each one's a self-standing rule. That, that, uh, that Muad for oxen, is time for horses. That's the rule. All right. So they're Pasca. Then it, it stop there. That's that's the end. I moved for one. Is time for the other. I don't need you to continue on. So then my sue. Uh, then uh, why does it have to continue on? What's the purpose of that? Until now, I don't know the halacha. Clearly, the reading of the Mishnah fits a lot better to Rabzvid than. That it fits according to Rav Papa. So we have two proofs here from Rav Ashi and Rav Yanai that the correct ruling seems to be leaning towards Razvid and not Rav Papa. Now, the interesting thing is the Gemara does now, even though Rav Papa's ruling and opinion seems to be refuted, the Gemara throws out a, 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 a something conditioned in the position of Rav Papa. It says as follows, Now even if you tell me that you could read the Mishnah according to Rav Papa, which we said it's difficult to read Rav Papa, but even if you want to tell me that you could understand it the way Rav Papa does, so then Rav Papa's position was that if it gores species A, it's Mu'ad Lagabe oxen, it's Tam Lagabe camels, donkeys, horses, because it's only Mu'ad within the species. That was his position. 
But he would agree, Nagach Shor Chamar that if it did gore three different species, means the way the Chazaka was established was with three different species, Shor Chamar Gamal, an ox, a donkey, and a camel, then Nasamur Lako, then he would agree in such a case where the Chazaka comes from three different things, then it's the Chazaka on all animals, it is considered to be. A muad. So it's, it's, it's very interesting, and this is the Rishonim deal with, is that why is it switching now to show a ruling in the position of Rav Papa if we just said the Mishnah reads better to Rav Zvin, which leads both Rabbeinu Hananel over here and the riff in the back of the Gemara to say that you see from here the Gemara held the halacha, even though it's difficult to read the Mishnah, it wasn't an out-and-out refutation of his position, and the halacha actually follows Rav Papa, which is why it makes this distinction in his position. And from the upcoming cases, Tozos actually goes out of his way to show that the, the questions that are going to be about to be asked could be in the position of Rav Zvid as well, but it's much more clearer in the position of Rav Papa. So therefore, according to the, 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 the Rabbeinu Hananel and the riff, it makes sense. Why are all these next few cases being brought in the position of Rapapa? Because we say that's the halacha. Whereas Tosfos is not willing to accept that. He wants to make it fit even according to Rav Zvid. So Tan Rabbonin. What happened was, it saw on one occasion an ox had gored it. The next time it was presented with an ox, it didn't gore. Shor Nagach, then it saw a third ox and it did gore it. Shor then it saw a fourth ox, Lo Nagach. Shor Nagach, and saw a fifth ox and gored. Shor La Nagach, and it saw the sixth time and it did not gore. So says the Gemara, a very interesting thing, that this animal is considered to be Nasa Muad L'Sirugin L'Shvarim, that it becomes a Muad for to gore alternatively. Means that for some reason there is a some some kind of... Uh, Disposition within an animal. Every second time it sees an ox, it gores it. Every second, every so therefore, let's say every odd ox, odd number ox, it will nezek shalem. But if it has back to back, it's considered to be only chatzinezek, unless it's going to go back to back now and create a new chazaka of three times. Then it would be considered to be going for uh, multiple with, with odds and evens. But if it's only every odd time it gores, then every even time would be a tom again, unless it sets up the pattern that it goes back to back all the time, more uh, three times and more. All right. So therefore, now, now, but the wording over here, and this is what bothers Tosfos. It says nasa muadlis serugin. I'm sorry, Nase Muad It becomes a Muad, now it says for oxen. So tell you what do you mean for oxen? We just said that according to Rabzvid, it becomes Muad for oxen, it's Muad for all animals. So why are you saying it's only for, this seems to be going like Rapapa? Again, lending credence that the follows Rapapa. But Taizvah says that what you have to say, that the question is talking about a case where we know that the animal was, had, had been in front, had been presented in front of uh, other animals, horses, cows, and it didn't gore them. So it already had set up, like the case of Mishnah, it was a case where it set up a situation where it wasn't moored for other animals, only for oxen. So when it's not for other animals, only for oxen, within oxen, it's considered to be moored alternatively, every, sec- every second time. So that's how Tazib is saying, to make it go like a But Tazib has to Squeeze that into it like Rav Zvid because it's bothered by. We just said your mission doesn't read like Rav Papa. Why are we trying to say teach Allah like Rav Papa? Anyway, 
Let's keep going. So Tan Rabbanon, what happens? It was Shor Nagach. First animal it gored was an ox. Chamor, then it saw a donkey and Loi Nagach. Then it saw a Sus, then it saw a horse and it gored it. Gamal, then it saw a camel and Nagach. Parad, Pered, then it saw a mule and it gored it. Arud, then it saw a wild donkey and I didn't gore it. So therefore, in such a case, again, the way Rav Papa reads, again, it's going to be much easier. That even though Rav Papa said, for one species, not considered to be a mood for the other species, but where it became a chazaka with different species, so therefore, it is a chazaka that makes it muad alternatively, but to multiple species. So nasa mood sirugim, it's considered to be a mood alternatively, but because it's made up of different species in the chazaka, so it's a mood for all species alternatively, though. Every second animal, it gores. All right. Iboyelahu, the Bnei Yeshiva had the following Shiloh. <clears throat> shor, shor, shor. It gored three times ox, ox, ox. So at that point, it set up a pattern. Let's go even, let's just make it simple. Go on like Rav Papa. So it's a muad for oxen. Ox, 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 it's a muad for oxen. That was one, two, three. But now what happened was, is that four and five was a chamor and a gamal. Okay, now you could look at it and say, well, one, two, three was the chazaka, ox, 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 only for oxen. Chamor and gamal is a deviation, but it's only deviated twice. Since it does deviate it twice, then it hasn't taken away from the chazaka. But that's if you look at the last ox as part of the set of the first chazaka, one, two, three, and you look at four and five as deviation. But if you look at three was an ox, Four was a, uh, a, a donkey and five was a camel. So you have a chazaka, three, four, and five, create its own chazaka and should be a chazaka now for all animals, not just for oxen, which was one, two, and three. The question is, can you borrow number three to become part of the set of three, four, and five? That's the Gemara Shiloh. So therefore, shor, 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 v'chamor mamahu. Hi, Shor Basra, that last goring of the ox. Ox three, number three of the ox. Basra, Shvarim Shadina. Do we say it's part of the set of the Chazaka of one, two, and three? And, and therefore it's only a chazaka legabe goring oxen. And, lamidia achrini, now four and five, which was donkey and camel, was a deviation, but only deviated two times. So, that's not enough to change the chazaka. And it's not a chazaka for other animals. Oh, Dilma, do we say, hi, shor, basra, that we can count number three as part of a new set of three, four, and five. So, basra, chamar, vagamal, shadina. And if it does three different animals three times, so, yad, leg, lugolamina. And therefore, all species, it should be considered a chazaka as well. So the question is, do we say, well, it's already been captured as part of the first group. You can't allow it that, that now to be as a, as a new set of chazaka and four and five are viewed as deviation and not a new group because you can't count number three as part of the group. That was the Shiloh. So now, so that, that was exciting. So therefore, that, that was the question. Now, but, so let's go to, let's step up the, up the ante over here. What happens, the way it started was, chamor v'gamal, shor, shor, shor. Started with a donkey, and then it was a camel, and then it was ox, ox, ox. Now this is a stronger Shiloh, because you could say is, when it's shown within its species, it's, it's naturally linked ox, 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 that's captured. And therefore you cannot use the ox, the third ox, perhaps you cannot use it for four and five, which are different species. But here it started off with different species. It started off donkey, camel, 
right? And then it went to ox, and then it went ox, ox, ox. There's a lot more reason to believe that that third event of, uh, the third case, which is the first case of ox, is connected with ox four and five, because they're all oxen. Maybe you can now link it together with ox, ox, and this takes away from the chazok of all species, and now limits it only to oxen. So what it says like this, so therefore, mahu. High short comma, the first case of ox, which was case number three, maybe you already attached it to the donkey and the camel, it's part of the chazaka, and therefore you, and therefore the th- fourth ox and the fifth ox are deviations, and it's already become a muad for all species, and the ox, ox, or that are four and five, do not connect with the ox number three to change the status. Maybe it makes more sense to connect it with oxen, and therefore, it's only, it's gonna remain muad, but only for oxen, but it won't be for other minim as well. Okay. Tomorrow says now a similar Shiloh. What about if it has Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos? It gored on Shabbos, gored on Shabbos, gored on Shabbos. The first three times. Now stop at this point, like we saw in the Mishnah, moved for Shabbos and not for during the week. But then that last Shabbos, it went and gored on Sunday and Monday as well. After that last So Shabbos, 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 Achar, Echab, Shabbos, it went from Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos to Sunday and Monday. Mahu. Again. Do we say, hi, Shabbos, Basrai, so that last Shabbos, Basr Shabbos, do we link it together with the first three Shabbos, with the first two Shabbos, which made it a Muad Lagabe Shabbos? Sunday and Monday would be a deviation, and it would not change the Chazaka from being only on Shabbos. So, and would not be Muad for the rest of the days of the week. Oh, Dilma, perhaps you say, is that it's true that you might have started off thinking it's going to be a Muad for Shabbos, 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 but when it showed that it had Sunday and Monday falling the last Shabbos, we can look at that as a subset of Sunday, Shabbos, Sunday, Monday, and now becomes muad for all the days of the week. So basa acha b'shabes oydil ma basa echad b'shabes. I'm sorry, lechol lehudiyad oydil ma basa echad b'shabes v'sheni b'shabes shadinale v'yaid le lekuliyoma, and it become a muad for all the days of the week. And there is a svara because the Shabbos. Uh, between the Shabbos, there's a large amount of time. Between Shabbos and Amman, it's much closer. So maybe where it's much closer, there is a Svarah to say it links and stays with the group that's called, which is group two. It should be linked together with it. Alright? Chamishu now, we ask another question. Is that what happens if it went Chamishu Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, Thursday, it gored. Friday, it gored. Shabbos, it gored. Now stop right here. That's three days in a row. All the days of the week would be included in this is a muad for all the days of the week. But then the second Shabbos and the third Shabbos are gored again without goring during the days of the week. Shabbos, Shabbos, the uh, Shabbos. So therefore, three, four, and five with Shabbos. Mahu, what is going to be the din over here? Again, similar shayla. Ha Shabbos kamaiso. Do we say that the first Shabbos, Bazar Chamishvi Shabbos, Ve'erev Shabbos Shadinahu? Do we say it's linked? It's closer together with Thursday and Friday, and it's linked together with it, and you've used it, and therefore the two other Shabboses are deviations. That it's only Shabbos and doesn't create a new chazaka via the kuliyoma and therefore the chazaka that for every day of the week still remains. I deal more perhaps, again, there is a sphora when things are like like items, they link together, like they had ox, ox, ox. So this is for to say, hi, Shabbos, Kamaisa, Basar, Shabbosos, with the shit in connected with the other Shabbosos, even though the days are spread apart, but it's Shabbos. So Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos should go together, therefore eliminating the Thursday and Friday and only focusing on the Shabbos and Shabbos, which makes it a mood only for Shabbosos, not for the other days of the week. 
and not for the other days of the week. Teku, this Shaila remains unresolved. Now, I didn't speak this early out, speak it out earlier, but there is an important uh, machlokus over here. Rashi brings down that in the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda, where it's moored for Shabbos, and it was not moored for the days of the week. What's the svara? Rashi gives a svara. He says that, a, 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 that a idle hands are the devil's work. He says that an animal that's working through the week doesn't have time to focus on goring. An animal that's bored, has nothing to do on Shabbos. So there's a svara to say that it's moored on Shabbos, davka, but not during the days of the week. Okay, so Rashi throws in that svara. The Rishami says a similar svara. The Rishami says the svara is that the people change their clothes and they look differently. The animal doesn't recognize the people that he normally is around on Shabbos and on Yonta would be the same thing. So therefore, an animal gores on Shabbos does not automatically mean it's going to gore during the days of the week. It's interesting, the Rambam doesn't learn that way. The Rambam has a different understanding because the Rambam says Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos doesn't have to be Shabbos. It's Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday would also create that according to the Rambam. So he says not anything in, 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 integral in the Shabbos itself. The Tzavnas Panech, the, the, the Rav brings down a very interesting Shabbos. It says a woman came to him and says she went to all the doctors in the world. She has this major problem. She doesn't know what to do. The kid won't... Uh, nurse on Shabbos. What am I supposed to do? And he said, it's a Beferish or a Shalmi. It's a different version. Some say that's all he said and she went crying and they, then they went and they asked, I believe it was the Or Sameach, what do you do? And he explained the Yashalmi that the, the Tosis brought down is that, that, uh, that because she changes her clothes on Shabbos, the kid doesn't recognize her and therefore is not nursing. According to the other version that I saw was that she told, he told her, he didn't tell her why, he just said, go change your clothes, put on your weekday clothes. She put on her weekday clothes, the kid started nursing, no one understood they went and asked why, and they're, they're, I think there was some math, whoever it was, they said that is because of the Yerushalmi that the child only recognizes the same clothes that it's done during the week as it does on Shabbos. Okay, let's go weiter. The Gemara brings down a Yisodas Dika Machlokas Amoroim over here, which makes big differences that we're going to see in other areas of Aloha as well. Nagach Shor Yom Chamisha Sar first time the animal gourd was the 15th of the calendar month. And then the next month it gored on the 16th. And then the next month was the 17th. Meaning, it's much that if it would have been 15, 15, 15, that's Pashim. This animal, for some reason, the 15th of the month, every 15th of the month now it's established there's going to be a muad if it gores dafka on the 15th of the month and no other time. It gores now once or twice on a different date. That's an aberration to the chazaka. It will be chatzi nezik on the other days. But you didn't do that 15, 15, 15. It was 15th of the first month, 16th of the second month, 17th of the third month. Is the pattern also been established? So now... Plug to the Rav Shmuel. The Mordechai said, "This is a machlokas Rav Shmuel." The Itma it was stated. Rasa, you know, the Mordechai brings a, 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 and ties it into which has this is huge halachic implications. We know that there is the Mordechai need the Mordechai will get the last masechta in Shas. Is that there is something that a woman is told to have a vest kavua and there's a vest ena kavua. Some women orach mizmanaba like like clockwork. Every time the intervals between every twenty eighth day, the woman. Has her period. There's also a called a Veskavur that every fifth day of the month the woman has her period. There's also one of the things. Now, what's the Milo of creating a vest kavua that she's established, she's got a fixed vest, a fixed time when she sees her period? Because the Chachamim were machmir, that because the blood that leaves her body sometimes remains in the vaginal canal up to 24 hours before, that any taharos that she sees before she becomes an official need. 
Nida are misafek are considered to be Tame. But if a woman has a vest kavua, we don't assume that. If a woman has a vest kavua, then she's only Tmea on the day that she sees. We're not worried about the 24 hours from before. That's, so a vest kavua can help. Come a come difference. You have to check. You don't have to check other days of the month. You only have to check the day where the vest kavua is. So the question is like this. What establishes the vest kavua? So therefore, you have that. If a woman sees the fifth of the month, the fifth of the month, the fifth of the month, that establishes the fifth of the month is the day for the vest kavua. Every 28 days, that considers that it's considered. But here we have a machlokas between Rav and Shmuel. But in the Gabe, the case that we're dealing with the goring of the ox, the itmar, Rasa Yom Chamisha Sar our case, she saw on the, on the 15th of the month. And the next month, Rasa Shisha Sar on the 16th of the month. The Yom Shiva Sar and then she saw on the 17th of the uh, month. Rav Amar Kava Vest, that's considered a vest, three times. She's established a pattern. Each day, it's a day, it's one day more than the day, than the month of the day before. Went from 16, from 15 to 16 to 17. That's considered to be a chazaka, uh, and she's considered to have a veskavu. A lechora, he would hold by the animal too. The animal's considered a moor. Now, it's a machloi, because Rav and Shmuel, we had earlier before, the way Rashi learned, do you pay already Nezik Shalom on the third time, or do you have to wait Nezik Shalom on the fourth time? But anyway, the point is, according to Rav, it's Nezik Shalom on the third time, and it's considered to be a veskavu by the third time. Now, Shmuel Amar He says no. In the cases where it's adding a dis- additional day, that what creates the chazaka is the uh, is is the days in between. The days in between, that is what's growing. And therefore, the first time, the way Raj explains, the first time is not part of this. Because what, in order, it's, it's pattern. The pattern is the first and second time is pattern number one. Second and third time is pattern number two. Third and fourth time is pattern number three. So you have to establish that pattern. So you need both the beginning and the end date to establish the pattern. So you can't count day one as occurrence number one. So it's not considered to be a chazok until you have a fourth time. So the chayra, according to Shmuel, the same thing like this. The animal will not be declared a move. If from day 15, day 16, the next month, day 17, it's only three times, you don't have the established pattern until you have day 18 of the next month. Then you have three different intervals so that are going up in, in, in each day one more. That's how you establish the pattern of the Chazoka. Amarova. Shama calls Shoifar the Gonach. The animal heard a shofar blow and it went and gored. Called Shofar, who heard again an animal, heard the Shofar blow, the Ganach, and went to Gord again. The called Shofar, and a third time, I heard the Shofar, and Gord. Nasa Muad Shofar. So this is considered to be a Muad. What sets the animal off is the blowing of a Shofar. Anytime this animal gores now from the blowing of a Shofar is Nezek Shalom will pay full damages. According to Rav again, it might be the third time already. What's the Chiddush? You have the trigger, and you have the uh, three times, so it's Nezek Shalom. What is the novelty? So Moses is like this. Mahu the same, you could have argued is like this. Is that maybe the first time is an aberration. The first time was what shocked the animal, gave it a, a fright. Okay, so therefore, it was a fright, and it wasn't necessarily a trigger, but the animal was in a fright. Now, that's therefore, that could maybe not count as one of the times. Now, the second time, or the third time, the fourth time, maybe that's considered a trigger, but not the first time. The first time was, there's a, there's a, there's a, like, anytime you hear something like, you make noise, makes you go crazy, you're, you're, but therefore, like this, the second, third, and fourth time, now the ready animal doesn't go, get, doesn't get a fright from happening. It becomes part of its normal behavior, but maybe you need second, third, and fourth to create it. You can't count the first. Kamash Malan, we don't say that. That we say even the first time is considered part of the normal behavior of the animal and it is already considered to be part of making it a muad, first, second, and third. You don't need to have a fourth time. That's the novelty of Rava. Gentlemen, have a good night.